question today comes from Sacramento. Let's give a listen. Hi, Fred and Debbie. This is Sarah from Sacramento. My question is about jumping worms. I've heard they're very destructive, and unfortunately, I recently found three in my yard, so I'd like to know a little more about them. My question has three parts. First, how much of a concern are these worms for the home gardener? And second, is there anything I could or should be doing about the jumping worms? Like, should I kill the worms when I find them or just leave them be? And third, I keep reading that their castings deplete the soil. I'm wondering if that's actually true, and if so, why are these worms so different from other types of worms, which are generally good for the soil? I have heard the jumping worms eat organic matter really quickly, so could I offset this by simply adding a lot more mulch? Any other advice for me? Thank you so much. Jumping worms. Yeah, indeed. We've uh, tackled this topic before here on the Garden Basics podcast, but uh, the jumping worms are jumping all over the place. Debbie Flower is here, America's favorite retired college horticultural professor. And golly, now we have them in our own backyard, Debbie. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Right. And one of the primary ways they spread is through fishing bait. And uh, if you go to a bait shop, you may see, see um, you know, Worms intended for fishing go by a variety of names like a jumping worm or Asian jumping worm or crazy worms or Alabama jumpers or snake worms. Don't buy them. Right. And if you do buy them and you have bait left over at the end of your little trip, get rid of them. Yes. Put them in the trash. Uh, yeah, jumping worms, uh, as uh, the caller said, basically they kind of destroy organic matter because they have a rather big mouthpiece. Super, super, super fast. And that's the problem. Regular earthworms uh, that we're used to and maybe keep in our house to consume our kitchen waste also consume organic matter, but they do it much more slowly. And when the jumping worms re- consume all the organic matter on the surface of the soil, especially in forests or places around, you know, lakes, natural areas, then the, the, there is no organic matter on the surface of the soil that allows other plants, typically their native plants in those situations, to establish and grow. And so it's causing fast destruction of the mulch layer is causing destruction of the native plants. And they live very shallowly, unlike earthworms that tend to go vertically. The uh, jumping worms tend to live horizontally. Yes, just below the mulch layer and on top of the soil. That's one way to identify them if you find a worm there, along with their uh, their poop, their feces, their black crumbled, looks like coffee almost, uh, then that's probably a jumping worm. They're also recognizable because they do jump. And they have a white collar that goes all the way around one end, close to one end of the the worm itself. Uh, Much like a nightcrawler, which is also used as bait, has a collar, but in the nightcrawler, it's kind of a pinkish color. And in the jumping worm, it's a white color and it is smooth. It doesn't have any ridges in it. It's interesting how it's spread rather quickly. It was first reported back in around 1950, 1960 in the United States. It started off in the east, jumped over to the central states, and that's where it has changed the soil composition there in areas where it is living. Its uh, soil composition changes so that the soil is more water-resistant, actually. Yeah, it becomes more mineral. Because they're not bringing their organic matter into the soil like an earthworm would do, they're leaving it on the surface and they've already broken it all the way down. The mineral component of soil becomes greater. Uh, uh, An ideal soil will have 
45% mineral and then a, a, about 5% organic. And 5% doesn't sound like much, but it makes a huge difference in the quality of the soil. The soil gets so crumbly that it, it does improve water percolation, but way too much. Yeah. That's the problem there. And uh, it's basically uh, not helping your plants out because it's destroying that matter before the microbes in the soil have a chance to work it. Right. It's not bringing it down into the soil. Uh, the, the healthy soil has a poop loop. And the bigger things that we can see, like worms, first eat the organic matter. They get what they can from it. They poop out their what they can't. And then the next level of organisms eat their poop and does the same thing, does their pooping, and the next level of organ smaller organisms eats theirs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And each one releases something different into the soil that is beneficial for the plants. And we don't get that poop loop with when we have the uh, jumping worms. Oregon State University has a lot of good information online on uh, the jumping worms. I'll have a link to that in today's show notes. And they advise, too, that uh, the jumping worms and their cocoons can be transported via soil, compost, or other organic materials. So you want to check all that stuff when you're transporting material from one property to another or bringing home a new purchase. And check all soil and organic material, especially if you're buying it from a, a sand and gravel yard, to make sure that it doesn't have any in there. Right. And if you're getting, if there's a community or organic mulching uh, going on with where you live, and let's say you're using your blower or rake to collect your leaves and you put them at the curb or you put them in your green waste can or however you do that. You can collect the egg cases with it and then it goes to the organic waste station or maybe it gets used as mulch somewhere else and so it can be transported that way. So knowing what it looks like and that it's very close to the surface is good. Uh, when you bring home a potted plant, you need to, you can do the uh, mustard check. The mustard check. Do, right. I, do I need to break out the fringes on this one? Yes, you do. Huh. Yeah, it's interesting about uh, the fact that uh, maybe your nursery is selling plants with those critters in them. You Hopefully not, but uh, check them before you leave, that's for sure. Oregon State advises to buy bare root stock when possible. Good luck on that, as, as more and more plants now are potted up before they even leave the wholesale nursery to make it easier for the retailers. And uh, on a personal basis, if you do have the jumping worms in your yard and you know it, never share the compost, the mulch, the soil, or plants with a known infestation. You mix mustard and water and you pour it on the soil and the mustard irritates the jumping worms and they come up. So you know everything. It irritates all the insects, and they will come to the surface. But Is that why I don't like mustard? <laughs> it's great for leg cramps. The proportions were are written here somewhere. How do you use mustard for leg cramps? You just eat it. Oh, oh okay, good. Makes, uh, <laughs> Maybe you spread it on your legs. Ooh, that'd be lovely. <laughs> One other way to control jumping worms is to heat the soil. Jumping worms in their cocoons are unable to survive temperatures above 104 degrees Fahrenheit. And increasing soil temperatures above that threshold is one way to manage jumping worm populations. You can uh, tarp sections of soil or compost that receive direct sunlight or temporarily place soil in plastic bins and place that in direct sunlight. Oregon State also says to control jumping worms, you could perform a controlled burn. Don't do that. No. No. 
especially not in the West. But the mustard solution is you mix a gallon of water with one third cup of ground yellow mustard seed and pour this slowly into the soil. It won't hurt the plant, but worms, even good worms, will come to the surface and you can check for the bad guys. How long does it take for the worms to come up? It's going to be pretty quick. If I had known this when I was a kid, I would have done it in my grandfather's compost pile because he liked to collect worms for fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That one, that, that's, it what, just irritates them, you know, the mustard. What? What's in it that does that? Uh, good mustard. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know specifically. So, again, that's uh, one-third a cup of ground mustard seed to a gallon right. of water. Yes. And dump that on your garden soil if you think you have well, jumping you, worms. One way of bringing them in is is bringing is having them come in in a container plant. So mm, if some yeah. somebody was using compost as, as the mix, some grower was using compost as the mix, or, or they set the containers on the ground, which is a no no. There should be gravel, etc. But under the pots and the, the worms crawled in the drain holes. Let's say, and you want to just be sure that you're not bringing them into your your pristine garden. And that's the other reason to check all containers uh, when you buy them at the nursery. Look at the bottom of the container for slugs. Right. It's a common place for slugs to hide. Right. So right. brush it off. Yeah. There and you if go. you hire equipment, did you mention this already? No. If you hire equipment, somebody to rototill, don't do that very often. Uh, maybe you're starting a garden or somebody to aerate your soil. Or if you're in the business and you're bringing in even bigger equipment that has tracks, et cetera, or big tires, write in the contract that you want it to come in clean, soil-free, and leave clean. That way it's not bringing the worms to you or weed seeds for that matter, and it's not taking whatever's in your yard to the next person. And that also goes if you have jumping worms, check your shoes because you don't want to be moving them around the yard. Yes, Yes. So there's no particular control right now. There's no chemical. There's no uh, one shot fits all. So we have to be aware of them. We have to look for them. We have to do what we can to prevent spreading them. The handout from Oregon State University called Jumping Worms, a guide to identifying a new invasive species. Uh, we'll have a link to that in the show notes, and it has uh, pictures of the worms. We'll also have links to videos of the jumping worms, Ooh. too, where you can watch them jump so you have a good idea of what you're dealing with. And, and yes, indeed, they do jump. So jumping worms, uh, they're jumping into a garden near you, so be on the lookout. Unfortunately, yeah. Debbie Flower, thank you. You're welcome, Fred.